Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. Inspiration, insights, and ideas for your business and your journey. Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Wiersma. Today is the first day of the rest of your life, and it's going to be awesome sauce today. Jenna Banks is on the show, full of love, vibrancy, and fabulous stories. Jenna, welcome to Boost Power Podcast. Thanks for the warm welcome, Betsy. Um, Your energy is infectious, by the way. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. So is yours. Um, So I cannot tell a lie. I don't usually pick people up in bars, uh, on social media. I don't stalk people. I'm pretty quiet and conservative. (laughs) But when I saw Jenna's posting and went to her website and read all about her new book and her life dedication to her passion, I said, girl, I need to call you and get you on Boost Power Podcast. So, um... We love to dive into the story behind the story. And uh, that's kind of what Boost is about. Plug in for energy, ideas, insights, and awesome people. Um, So I think you fit all of those. Uh, So go back a little bit, Jenna, and tell people the story behind the story that kind of, you know, is your foundation that makes you who you are. Yeah, yeah. Happy to share. You know, I... um... I've been putting my story out a lot lately since I wrote about it in my book. And I'll have to tell you, it was really tough to talk about it originally. And now I've, I've gotten more well-versed at, at telling my story, but it's a little bit heartbreaking. I mean, um, to be honest, you know, I was raised in a very strict religious, almost like cult-like environment where, um, you know, we just really weren't exposed much to the outside world. It was very strict. And also, you know, you rule by um, uh, spare the rod, spoil the child kind of a, a mentality which meant a literal rod. And so, and that was all the way up until I was 14. And at that point, you know, I decided I just couldn't take this abuse any longer and um, stood up to my father and decided to tell him exactly how I was feeling. And it was, it was hard, but I'll tell you, that was a turning point in my life because I'm sure you must go into this a lot with all the work, the wonderful work in the world that you do, but facing fear Facing your fear and standing up for yourself and being true to yourself and being authentic, that was my first taste of that. I really was able for the first time to speak up and say, I am not happy. This is not working. I want to change. And so um, I got it. And I ended up going to my mother's home at 14, which unfortunately was not any better because it was very mentally abusive. And so psychologically and mentally abusive um, zero love from either party. And, you know, I was very grateful actually to have my grandmother in my, my life because without her, I would have been on the streets, honestly. Yeah. Well, 14 um, is so young too. I mean, 14, yeah. you should still be being a kid and having kids stuff and worried about boys and what you're going to wear to the prom. None of this deep, dark mm-hmm. doo-doo. I was literally like, I had no place to stay. So many times I'd be locked out of my house. And with at the time, there were no cell phones. And the only way to get a hold of someone was to call and leave a, a voicemail at home. And so, you know, I, I couldn't even reach my mother who wouldn't let me in the house for days and days and days. She didn't care where I was or who I was with. So I had to stay wherever. So, I mean, I went through a quick growing up process because imagine I had no exposure to the outside world up until that point. And now all of a sudden it's like, you are on 
on your own kid. And it was a rough awakening, a very rude awakening. But, you know, I quickly learned how to, you know, become street smart, fend for myself, et cetera. But, you know, at some point I did start to just cut off emotionally because of all the mental abuse I was getting at that time, which I had never experienced before. Um, so that was hard. I, I became numb, started becoming suicidal um, and all of that. And, you know, I left her house at 14 and basically have been on my own since. But I ended up, you know, having multiple suicide attempts. And um, the last one led me in a hospital in a coma for like a week. Um, but thankfully, I did survive and I came out of that. And, you know, I ended up, uh, you know, getting pregnant at 19 and married at 19 uh, and then became a divorced single mom at the age of 22. And now, you know, I had a whole, you know, I decided to have a different perspective on life. It's like, look, I hadn't died at my own hand. Um, I now have this son to keep me grounded, someone to, you know, focus on giving love and attention to and, and trying to give him what I didn't have growing up. Um, and so then I just became focused on, you know, making myself happy. And I had to start undoing a lot of the programming I'd been raised with because there was a lot of heavy programming. Um, and over time, I started to realize that if I focused on making myself happy, right, leaving my father's home, leaving my mother's home, leaving my bad marriage, um, and realizing that every time I said no to the things that weren't working and just pursuing what would make me happy, it always paid off. I got closer and closer to Feel, you know, fulfilling my purpose and fulfilling my need, like doing what made me happy. And that started to make just me a more happy person. I was more pleasant to be around. I thought life was more worth living. You know, my son got to see a better version of me than a, you know, angry, toxic version of me. And I started to just do a lot of introspection. I went on my spiritual journey, did a lot of healing, but I'll tell you the healing journey has been a lifetime of healing. Yeah. Um, and just when you think you've gotten to know yourself really well, you realize, oh my God, there's still, there was that. And sometimes it would take a relationship to be that mirror, right? Oh, yeah. And Another layer of the onion. Well, I, first I wanted to stop you because you had an entire lifetime of experiences in that three minutes. And first I want to acknowledge you because mm. that is heavy lifting. Um, to be sad for the biological family. You know, I have this thing, choose your family, change your life. Obviously you had to choose a different way to find family since your biological family was not working. And then to survive the lowest of lows, right. Mm -hmm. Um, to feel no self-worth. Um, I just want to acknowledge you for that because, um, you can say it in a story like, yeah, that's what happened. But all the rest of us are sitting here going, Oh my golly, gosh, Jenna, I just want to hug you for like a Aww. year, you know, and, and replace <laughs> yeah, all those hugs you were missing in your teens. So I want to call mm -hmm. you out as a, a very strong person and to turn that journey into something to give to others is a yeah. huge, is a huge, huge gift. So um, now that I've acknowledged you because I had to just call you out for being awesome <laughs> on that. So now you're single, you're with your son and yeah. you know, things have to change for you and for him and for your life. Yeah. Yeah. And I also had to realize I didn't want to live in survival mode anymore because you can survive all these things and think I am strong, right? I can get through anything. I, I'm independent. And you don't realize that that's a survival mechanism, right? And that you it, living in survival is not thriving. Mm -hmm. 
It's not thriving. So I had to learn how to thrive. And again, just starting to realize like all the old programming that especially came to me as a woman. I think as women, we are... um, we become, you know, oftentimes we are programmed for self-sacrificing, people pleasing, always saying yes. And we start to develop an identity around this. Like, well, I am that person. I'm the person who always helps everyone out. I'm the go-to person. You can always rely on me for this and this and that. But it has to do more with like getting approval and feeling a sense of self-worth through helping everyone else. And while I am a huge fan of helping everyone else, you got to still help yourself first before you help everyone else, right? It's like that oxygen mask saying, but I I look at it differently. You know, I feel like that has been worn out. And while it's true, you do need to put on your oxygen mask first before saving others. I feel like that's more like an emergency circumstance, right? If you think about it, where the plane's going down, Mm -hmm. you need to save you. The mask is falling, right? But honestly, like that, you, you shouldn't wait till the emergency situation. And I feel like I even did that a lot. And and I talk about that in the book. There was a situation where I was helping my ex-boyfriend at the time with so many of his personal projects, wrapping my self-worth up and thinking I can I can help him with his business. I can help him with his kids. I can help him with his psychological needs because I'm strong, right? I can do these things and I I, I owe it to him to help him. But I realized that I was draining myself And then not having the energy for the things that I needed to do for me. And so when I stopped and said, God, I am, I am an emergency situation here. I need to put that oxygen mask on. And I put the oxygen mask on and I realized, why am I not doing this regularly? Right. Right. Why, why am I not prioritizing my needs first and then helping him with him, his stuff? Because it's not my responsibility in life to help him. It's my responsibility in life. God, the universe, however you want to refer to it, has given me this wonderful gift of life. And I owe it to myself and the universe to live to my fullest, my fullest potential, what I was meant to do in this world. Um, and, And so I hadn't been doing that. And so I realized, okay, it clicked for me. It was like a light bulb, like, oh, all this, I, like I went home, I took care of myself and I didn't think about him at all. And I felt great. And you know what happened? I had been feeling really resentful actually to him at the time because I had done so much. I was so drained and I wanted him to give me what I hadn't been giving to myself. I thought he now needed to give this to me, to fill me back up, to charge me back up. And I said, oh my goodness. I realized when I started giving to myself, I need to charge me up. Only I know what makes me happy, right? He would never be able to make me as happy as I can make myself. So that's when I I had a whole epiphany about that and had to write about it and all that good stuff. So yeah, well, I I I resemble that remark. Um, I did what I call a practice (laughs) marriage. So I got married at 25. I stayed married till I was 32. I married the wrong guy. And Uh I was able to just say, this was just not the right guy, you know, and just take away all the shoulds, coulds, woulds, because I didn't believe in divorce and all that. Too bad. Married the wrong guy. And I found myself like you trying to be all the things for him so he would be happy. (laughs) And I could never. Every time I would do one thing, he'd be like, yeah, but this is bad, you know, and I like, it was like the Wapham game or whatever, you know, Wapham, like you just like whack-a-mole, whack-a-mole, you'd hit the one thing you were trying to help him with. And then he, his bad ego would glare up in another way. And finally, one day he said, you're too fat 
for me to love you. Oh my God. Um, I married you because you're so fun and you do all these great things for me, but you're just too fat to love and nobody would love you. I'm I'm like, have a nice day. Not (laughs) that. And the crowd is sitting on their seats. Yes, that was Betsy's practice marriage. It helped me for my good marriage now. We're going to go to a quick break. Jenna Banks is here. She's awesome sauce. We'll be right back. You are listening to Boost Power Podcast with your host, Betsy Weersma. We are part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network, women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Enjoy these true stories and proven business tips for your business and your life. Now, back to Boost. We're back! Okay, I know you're thinking she must be like 150 because she's lived all these lifetimes. No, I'm looking at her. She's like, I'm going to guess 30, maybe. I'm going to go on the low end of 30. She's young, beautiful, and full of vibrancy. And and hopefully, as you listen, this is the purpose of Boost Power Podcast. You heard Jenna today because you were supposed to hear me and Jenna talk about the truth, about that it isn't always easy, and that sometimes the weirdest, worst, craziest stuff is the blessings for our life purpose, and it is how we serve others. And so um, now I really want to get into so many exciting things with you. We could do like a 10 podcast series. I know they can find out so much more about you on your own platforms or your own TV show. Um, But let's start talking about the book, I Love Me More. And uh, and what brought you to kind of take these insights and how you formatted delivering um, kind of helpful how-tos from your own life experience to the rest of the world? Yeah, I'm sure your listeners right now are thinking, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I love me more. Yeah, right? I think that's yeah. what she got to. That was the insight. Oh, it came with a big <laughs> choir of angels. And she finally was like, bad boyfriend, go away. I love me more. Yeah, I just, you know, I I had a conversation with a friend who I I inadvertently helped her choose herself. And I was I was talking about a time when I left this gentleman who uh, the relationship wasn't working. And she's like, why? Why did you leave that relationship? I don't understand. You guys seem so good together. You seemed really into it. You you said you were really in love with him. I said, "I, I still am. But I love me more. Right. And she's like, I don't understand. I don't get it. Um, and I was like, what do you mean you don't get it? Like, I have to make myself my highest priority. I've learned that in life. Um, I have to love me more than anyone else. I have to come first in my life. And I wasn't getting what I needed. I knew what he, I, I gave him every opportunity. He wasn't going to be able to do it. He even said he couldn't. I have to choose me and love myself more. She couldn't understand. And it took her weeks. And one day it finally clicked for her. She had been in a relationship where she wasn't feeling valued. And this gentleman definitely was not capable of valuing her. And she, one day she's like, oh my goodness, I love me more than this. And it gave her the power to choose herself and cut the relationship off and not not look back. Rather than doing this whole breakup, get back together, not understanding what's going on, that that just understanding very clearly, I have to place myself first. I need to be my highest priority. It is okay to choose yourself, and when you and it, you, it just makes it black and white. So her her breakthrough moment really was the inspiration for me. Thinking, huh. Maybe I need to share this more. Maybe there's more women out there who need this message. And if I'm willing to break open my story, which she had asked me, can you tell me how you got there? Right, of course. 
then I started thinking about it. I'm like, oh my God, there was a lot there. So if I can break open my inner wounds and go through the journey and write it down and go through all that to help someone else on their journey, I'm all for it because I feel like that's really why I'm here is to, I figured it out. I'm like, yes, this resonates with my soul. This is my purpose. This is why I went through all of this stuff Mm -hmm. is so that not only I could come through, but I could help a whole bunch of other people break through as well. So that is, that's, that's my passion and purpose. Well, and I tell you, Janet, you know what I've learned from being on this path a little bit before you, it's the story. The power of the story, because that's why I love podcasting. I love being a public speaker, but a public speaker was like performing on stage to people who would sit and say, oh, that's life-changing. It's the greatest thing ever. Okay, but in a podcast, it's so intimate because you're not seeing the audience and you just have to trust a big, huge God that the right people are going to hear it whenever they hear it for the message they need. You know, it's kind of that magical thing um, that you just put it in the universe. And I do think that the power of your story um, and the way that God has used you to um, be able to survive the worst, the toughest stuff where I always think um, when I tell my story of I almost died in a snowmobile accident, my friend died, et cetera. um, I think that that is useful for people to go, oh, well, I'm only trying to get through, you know, my daughter's acting out and I didn't have to die or I didn't have to be in a coma like I was. I didn't have to be in a coma like you were. Um, I didn't have to learn to walk again twice like I did, you know, like, and I think sometimes, um, personalities like ours that can communicate and write and speak are given this tough opportunity. And we call it opportunity for personal growth um, opportunity, (laughs) because then we can say, yeah, it might feel dark, but here's what I lived through in my darkness and the extremeness of your story, I think that helps people go, wow, if she can do that, I see in me, you know, the opportunity to do that. So I want to thank for the whole world. I want to thank you uh, for sharing your story. So, okay. So the book is out. Tell them a little bit more about how it's organized, what to expect. Sounds Mm -hmm. like it'd be an awesome gift. Awesome book club. Awesome book club gift um, to do for book clubs around the world. And awesome to give your, all your girlfriends, thousands of your friends. Give them the thank you. Yeah. So, um, thank you for, for mentioning that it was a lot of hard work, time and energy put into this, a lot of editing rounds. I worked with a really wonderful publisher named uh, Greenleaf book group. I'm actually on this, uh, imprint. They call it an imprint. It's like a brand, you know, how like, um, uh, Simon and Schuster has multiple brands under Simon and Schuster. They have multiple brands. They do like Inc magazine, I think Forbes, and, um, they have a new brand or imprint called brain trust Inc. And I was so excited to get the opportunity to work with them because it's like a women's empowerment, DE&I, which is diversity, equity, and inclusion brand. And there's just this new initiative and I just got really excited about it. And so I had a great team of editors that I worked with there. So we formatted this in a way that's like a how-to guide. So it just takes you from the very beginning of like where you may be today, not even understanding all the aspects of self-love, but not only even that, I found that through research, one of the biggest hurdles to even accepting the idea of self-love is that most women think that it's selfish. We think that it's selfish to put ourselves first ahead of 
everyone else. It sounds selfish. And in all the podcasts I've done since the book came out, they've all said the same thing, but it seems selfish. And I'm like, ah, see, that's why I wanted to address that at the very first part of the book. So it has a whole flow to help you take you on a journey of where you might be, even contemplating the idea of putting yourself first to understanding that it is a gift and a duty to receive from God. This is what we're, it's a way to get us closer to God and get us closer to everyone else and help us be more loving to everyone else. So have helping, you know, so it takes you on a journey and really getting you to the point where you really understand all the different aspects of self-love and how to truly put yourself first and love yourself first. So you can be your best self and love everyone more. Okay. So I want to know, you tell me yours and I'll tell you mine. What is the number one thing you do for yourself now to take care of yourself? What is your, your first priority you do for Jenna? Uh, I mean, it's, uh, well, my main thing is I have a joy list. It's the daily thing. Remember how I mentioned, I will never not take care of me, not not just waiting to put the oxygen mask on, but daily self-care. I have this simple thing I put, have in the book It's called my joy list. And what my joy list is will be very different than yours, Betsy, or your listeners. So mine is this little simple list of easy things I can do any day, any time throughout the day that instantly gets me in my happy place, my happy place. So my happy place includes listening to music during the day, when it's nice and sunny outside, going for a walk on a sunny day, surrounding myself with art, looking at my art, that makes me happy. It brings me joy. Um, uh, You know, so and journaling, I don't know if I mentioned that to you, but if I journal every morning, for about at least 15 minutes or three pages, that just connects me to my soul, connects me to me. Um, And I think that internal connection time is really important, especially that that's my joy list. But like I said, finding that thing that really makes it easy for you to get in your happy place throughout the day is really important. So yeah. Okay. Well, so I have a new one. Okay. Um, I, on the day after my birthday last year, when I was turning 61, <laughs> 61. Um, <laughs> you look amazing. Thank Come you. On. Thank you. Um, Seriously. But I really had a moment where I said, what is not working? So one yeah. of the, one of the terms I use, what well, works, what, what doesn't work. It takes out the emotion. Right. And what was not working was my health. I was um, through COVID and stress, you know, and, and everything. I had put on a lot of weight and I just didn't have a way that I could find at 61 years old. And so I just drew a line in the sand and said, everything's going to change. And I started mm-hmm. walking 10,000 steps a day. <gasps> Good and for you. that's from like, hi, I'm tired. Do I have to take the dogs out? You know, to yeah. 10,000 steps, which that's effort. That's past, you know, I walked around yeah. the block. You have to like walk to get 10,000 steps in, but I didn't do it as a should. I did it as a could. Right. And I have found in that joy journey, I'm going to use your words. That movement has been so good for my mind. Sometimes I pray the whole time. Sometimes I listen to God books. Sometimes I listen to music. Sometimes I listen to fun books, but it's given me audible is my new best friend. It has given me a chance to walk with other people and talk to them, but it's moving my body. And I didn't realize how important that is for my mind and my spirit. So now, like if it's over 20 degrees in Colorado without any snow, you know, (laughs) I'm all bundled up 
and I'm um, somehow looking like that old TV show with the kid with all the layers on. I'm um, walking my snowman self around the neighborhood. Um, but it is really, it's really changed my life. I've um, released 20 pounds and um, I'm just a whole new person um, from that one thing that I said, I'm going to put myself first and really feel like this is, this is how I am praying. This is how I'm meditating. I'm going to move. So if somebody's Amazing. listening today and it's not a big diet, it's not a fad. I've been on them all, all of them, every diet. I can do that. But this is what if I move and listen to God and pray and listen to music and oh. just have this time for me. And you're in Atlanta. You don't have to worry about 36 inches yeah. of snow. Uh, like we get in Colorado. So that might be something somebody else needed to hear today. Well, I know you're thinking like, can't you just do a series with Jenna? Could you just have her back every <laughs> episode? Um, no, but this is why we do Boost. So now you have met Jenna and you're connected to her. So tell everyone how to find you and find your fabulous book, I Love Me More. Thanks for asking. It's actually real simple. My website is the best landing page because it has links to everything. So jenna-banks.com is my website. You'll find links to my book. It's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target, all that. Um, it's an audio book. It's an ebook format. Um, and then also, you know what? Oh, I forgot to mention to you, Betsy. One thing I want to mention, there's a free thing I give everyone now. It's called the daily love notes to myself series, absolutely free, no strings attached. You just sign up on the, the email list. You'll see it's a page. Um, it's its own page on my site called love notes to myself. And it's literally beautifully written bite-sized little love note reminders written in the form of a love of a note, a love note from your lover. So basically it's like Jenna, my love or Betsy, my love, you know, I know you're perfect in every way, but why don't you blah, blah, blah. So like it reminds you, it gives you self-love affirmations. Like it's just really nice to get those affirmations about yourself, but also gives you little daily tips that you could do. Like, hey, maybe try writing yourself a little love note and stick it on the mirror. What do you need to hear today? These are quick little things that will just kind of make you feel better about yourself and also remind you to just stay on your self-love journey and little things that you can do to really boost that feeling of self-love through the day because, you know, unfortunately, far too many of us spend a lot of our time with that negative thinking, the negative internal self-talk, and this is meant to help change that around. So you'll find that and a lot more on my website. Okay. J-E-N-N-A hyphen B-A-N-K-S dot com. Get the free love note download, but also just like me, read everything, totally go, this person's awesome. I got to know her, uh, participate with all of her cool upcoming stuff, look for her shows, look for her circles, look for all the things she's doing to empower women. You know, we are honored you've joined us today for Boost Power Podcast because our mission is to uplift and inspire. So please share this with like-hearted, fabulous people anywhere in the world. Subscribe on any of your favorite podcast platforms and know we will always bring you the greatest people, the best stories, and something fun for you to know. This is your host, Betsy Weersma. Thank you for listening to Boost Power Podcast and plugging in stories from the journey of life and business. Our music is by award-winning singer-songwriter Megan Burt, and we're produced at the Cinder Sound Studios in Colorado. We are part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network, people committed to podcasts on purpose that are designed to uplift and inspire. Please subscribe to Boost on your favorite podcast platform and tell your friends to join us. Learn more, BetsyWearsma.com.